pooling resources or pooling connections. There's a lot more in your life than you're paying attention to that can help you with anything. You just haven't asked for it. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Talk to him. Attorney, high-performance coach, and speaker Cherie Prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business, marketing, strategies, and the ins and outs of their industries. We talk everything from book recommendations, lifestyle hacks, and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business. The Play Big Faster podcast starts now. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by Jake Tullis, a Cincinnati-based software developer who's going to tell us about all things crypto today. Hey, Jake, how you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to educate everyone on blockchain and crypto, Web3, NFTs, whatever we want to get into. As we spoke about just a bit before I hit record, I do not know anything about crypto and blockchain. So today, hopefully you can share some nuggets with all of us and we can be a little bit more educated about the best way to approach it and just some basic concepts surrounding it. How about that? That sounds wonderful. Sounds like okay. a really good time for the audience. Hopefully they can learn something and make some good decisions for their family's future, ideally. So just conceptually, could you tell us what crypto is? Because for someone who does not have a background, just kind of start us at A and just work us through it. Okay. Do you know what a network is? Computer network? Yeah, yeah. You got to start there. I guess a network in theory is just a bunch of different participants that communicate with one another. It could be a computer, it could be a telephone tower, radio tower, it could be a cell phone. It's just, I like to make it very generally applicable because I feel like that's more in people's language, right? It's just participants that exclusively work with one another. You know, like a network could be a Facebook group, right? You all have your own acronyms in there, you all speak the same vernacular, maybe it's a real estate investing group. That would be a network as well. Just in general, the exclusivity is the real key driving factor to drive home here. So crypto is a slang term used to describe all of the tokens that are in the blockchain industry. Tokens are a byproduct of a blockchain network. So you can't have a blockchain without a token. And that's just how it goes. The number one misconception of people in crypto is that there are all these coins that are trying to compete for replacing the US dollar or trying to be a new currency. And really, that's not the case at all. There's 24,000 tokens, and I would say 10 of them, roughly, are trying to be a new currency. And that moniker or misnomer was adopted by the general public because of Bitcoin. It was the very first crypto technology, the very first asset on a blockchain. And that is one of the 10 trying to do that. So it makes sense that everyone associates the whole industry to Bitcoin's use case. But in general, tokens are just a byproduct of a blockchain network. And what makes a blockchain network different than a computing network that we're used to today. There really are a few points, but to 
for the brevity of time, the main thing you need to understand is that no one owns the entire stack of a blockchain. So if you log into Amazon and you use your email, username, whatever, and you put in your order, Amazon makes you sign a terms of service privacy policy. Every line of code is Amazon's. They own the web page that you put the order in. They own all of your transaction history. They own the servers where everything is stored. They are responsible for every uh, number in your credit card. Like they, they own everything in a blockchain network. There are specific owners who are split with the responsibilities. You could have someone have a minor, you could have a participant with a wallet. No one owns anything. So decentralization, it's a big part of blockchains. And the reason why it's so important is because in the Amazon example, when I submit an order, like I want to get these new, I I order a lot of dried fruit on Amazon because I hate buying fresh fruit. They expire in a day. It irritates me. When we buy this dried fruit, the amount of computing it takes for Amazon to be like, oh, that's a valid transaction. All they have to do is credit cards there. That's it. It's not very secure. If I took your credit card, I could buy fruit with your credit card and it would not know if it was you or me ordering it and so on and so forth. In blockchain, we need to get consensus through a bunch of different nodes or participants in the network. And that's the real big difference people need to understand. It makes it a lot more secure. If you have 10,000 random computers all agreeing in real time that it was Jake, it was his credit card, that is the right product, it is this, that, and it goes through everything and we all come, all 10,000 computers agree, that's a much more secure transaction. Additionally, there's only one point of failure in our current structure, Amazon. They get one message hacked, you could access a lot of information, but in blockchain, you can't access that kind of detail because it's all encrypted. That's what cryptography or crypto means. It's all encrypted to the point where you would need 51% of the entire network and all of the participating nodes to actually authorize a transaction fraudulently. So it's a lot more secure. To answer the question in full, blockchain or crypto is just a new way to compute and transfer value that's going to fundamentally change how we use the internet today. I know it's, I try to make it less technical. It, it is difficult. This is computer science at the end of the day. So Jake, how did you start working with blockchain? I had a really bad experience with a bank when I was young. So I've always been a wonder kind, if you will. I had a software development company at 19 and I had processed a good amount of revenue and I needed to pay my people in Islamabad, Pakistan. I'll spare the bank and everything else. Basically there there was a situation where I had to wire about $60,000 to Pakistan. The bank locked me in the room until someone from an FBI field office would come and talk to me for over two hours, thinking I was a cell, asked why I was wiring more than $10,000 to a terrorist state, all this other stuff, or at least a terrorist allied state. I forget. It was on a list. And right there, after that traumatic experience, I was like, one, I'm a libertarian, almost an anarchist. That was messed up. And two, there's got to be a better way. I waited four weeks for that money to hit cost me 800 bucks 
and I had to talk to the FBI just to pay my employees. So from that point on, I researched frictionless cross-border payments and never really looked back. That was probably 2015. Research Ripple, Bitcoin, was super interested in those. And then I started playing in the market probably around 2017 when the market was in a very low state. And I've been accumulating in the bears and selling in the bulls since. I'm a long-term cyclical trader. You mentioned that you also have a partner. How do you guys work together and what are the services that you provide to the public? For my hedge fund, Bleeding Edge Capital, I have three total partners. It is me and my partner, Steve. He is a real estate attorney that specializes in um, apartment syndication, hotel syndication, and 1031 exchanges. So for high net worth individuals, a way that they invest different than the average person is They'll all pool money through an operator like me and kind of consent to the investment strategy through this thing called a private placement memorandum or PPM. It basically lets us avoid certain regulation standards from the SEC. And Steve really is the operating officer. He's the expert at this stuff. He assists multi, multi-million dollar deals in just setting up the entities, doing all the accounting, all that stuff. And then my other partner, Nate, he manages $250 million of real estate in his own fund, and he has a vast network of high net worth individuals. Essentially, they watched my return and were so excited about what I was doing. They were like, we could do this for our friends and clients and make a lot of money. So it's been a year since that conversation, and it's been pretty, pretty exciting. My returns to date are around 80%. And you know that's eight zero. Yeah, eight eight zero. Yep. Wow! Congrats. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty wild. There's not many asset classes or industries where you can get eighty percent in a. This is a bear market still, right? So this is not a healthy environment to be getting those kinds of returns. And then the services we provide are really just managing high net worth individuals' capital in blockchain. So. You have 100K you want deployed into crypto. You don't know what you're doing. Don't want to deal with it. Don't want to worry about the wallet address and all that stuff. You you could just write a check to Bleeding Edge and then I take care of everything. It's a five-year lockup and then we distribute returns as they come. What are some mistakes that you see people making when they move over to this space? They're new. They don't really have a background. That is my specialty. I make content about this all the time. At JT Knows Things, I talk about all this frequently because one of my passions is helping people onboard to this technology be comfortable because that's really what we need for it to do well and people don't understand the kind of opportunity that is in front of them so i'm really passionate about helping people with this the the number one mistake i see people make if it's not scams which i can get into all of those but it's going to be having a get rich quick mentality or a let's trade quick. I want to, I have a thousand bucks. How can I turn that into a million dollars as soon as possible? And then they start going down this rabbit hole of, and pardon my French, but shit influencers that have nothing to do with, they have no experience, no acumen. They got lucky or they don't even have the results. They're just lying and defrauding you. It, there's a lot of just crypto bro or degen, but these are the words being thrown around in the brand of crypto in general. And I just really hate it. So the first mistake you're making or could be making is having a short time horizon for your investments, way too short. 
these technologies accumulate at thousands and thousands of percents across annual candles. You, know, you could have a four months where you're down 40%, but the next six months, it could be up 400%, right? So just not getting emotional. And the only way you aren't emotional is if you have enough conviction long-term. And the only way you get that kind of conviction is education. So do the research, do the work, and understand what you're investing in, which is where I come in. I highly recommend the to replace that mindset, that mentality. Listen to the actual people building in the space. Understand that you have 10, 20, 30 years, depending on your age, for this stuff to really get fully adopted and play out. And the difference between 17K Bitcoin and 34K Bitcoin won't even matter 20 years from now. It'll be a joke. Just calm down and relax. And you also have to think about if you're compounding 20 to a few hundred percent a year versus eight to two to eight percent in an S&P 500 index fund, you could cut the time to retiring by two thirds, you know, and that's a moderately Bitcoin alone could do that. If you start playing with some altcoins, you can get way higher returns. But I would just say relax. You don't need to make if you should never invest with the money you need, right? Like you should it should not be that emotionally attached to the process. So that'd be my number one thing. I just hate seeing people do and make those mistakes. Well, you mentioned something about scammers. How can people spot scammers? Or are there questions we can ask to figure out if this person is a scammer? Yeah. The number one thing would be no one ever, ever, ever will need your wallet keys. If there is ever a moment someone is asking you for those to help you with something, that's a scam. I see them all the time on my content. They'll be like, oh, thanks so much for at, and they'll tag the person. They helped me withdraw all of my Bitcoin. Thank you so much. It's like they're promoting this account. And you can message that account and then basically they just work with you until they get your keys and they take everything from you. So those are all scams. All those comments are scams. There's no, you don't need help withdrawing YouTube. A 30 second video can show you what that is. I would spend five minutes understanding the difference between a public and private key and understand that private key can never be shared. And just having safe measures for your private keys once you understand those, just writing them down on a one to two pieces of paper and maybe give one to someone you absolutely trust with your life, like your mother or your father or, you know, someone very close. And then another in the safe where you only know the location too. And you're ironclad. Just never give away your private keys and you'll be fine. The way you get scammed is somehow they learn your private keys. Either you, unbeknownst to you, give them to them or you accidentally click a link you shouldn't install a keylogger and the next time you type it into your wallet they get it those are the two major ways people lose and these are really smart people losing their crypto like vitalik invented ethereum and he got ran for 180k mark cuban he lost about a million because he downloaded metamask with two a's there's they're, they're really smart you know they can copy and paste code and the interface would look the same, same title, but you have to read the URL. So if it's MetaMask, M-E-T-A-M-A-A-S-K, and you're not paying attention, you that's a fake site. You type in your keys thinking you're recovering your wallet when in fact you gave it to them and it's game over. 
You mentioned that you also have a podcast. Tell us where we can find the podcast and the name of the podcast. Yeah. So my partner, Steve and I, we have a podcast called Crypto Classroom, Bleeding Edge Capital's Crypto Classroom. It's a no sales tactics. I genuinely just, it's a long form place because some of these things take time to explain. So it's just, my TikToks are like 30 second clips. My YouTubes, I keep under 10 minutes for the short attention span people, but for the people really dedicated to understanding what this is, Crypto Classroom is where you would go in, look at the episodes and just pick a topic you want to learn about. We have a 50 minute episode about what is a token or what is Bitcoin? What is Ethereum? Bitcoin versus Ethereum. What are their differences? And Steve is a very intelligent, sophisticated operator, but does not know anything about crypto. And that really is the difference. Crypto is computer science. If you don't know anything about software development, technology, code, you're really going to struggle understanding why any of it matters, why any of it's important at all. So I go into those podcast episodes with the intent of teaching Steve these principles. And we really don't stop an episode until he has like a aha moment, like the light bulb comes on. And then I'm like, okay, that was a good episode. Hopefully since he learned something, the audience has, because it's a live teaching. (laughs) I ask him, what is a token? And he goes, if he butchers it, I'm like, all right, let's do that one. Cause you have no idea. And we just really try to, uh, we just go back and forth until he gets it. And then every now and then we'll have, um, guests come on who are using the principles that I teach and they're building something, usually founders or people that are fund managers as well, talking about how they look at the technology few and far in between. I typically just in there to teach and help people. Hey, thank you so much. One last question for you. If you can share one piece of advice with someone on how to play big faster using blockchain, what would it be? Play big faster using blockchain. I would say minimally, in my mind, pooling resources or pooling connections. There's a lot more in your life than you're paying attention to that can help you with anything, but you just haven't asked for it or asked your network or asked the right person, right? So with anything, I would say just showing up, I research five hours a day and I have not stopped doing that for almost three years now. I work out to podcasts. I scroll different news sources instead of social media. I've replaced a lot of my unproductive behavior with very productive behavior to go all in on this. Now, mind you, I am a hedge fund manager, so that is my responsibility to my investors. I take that very seriously. But if you had 5% of your portfolio, 10% of your portfolio allocated to blockchain technology or just tech stocks in general, it's very likely in the long tail of adoption, they could outperform your other 90% of your portfolio. And for that kind of opportunity, I think the, the first, the only thing you really need to worry about is fundamentals. If you want, if you adopt this idea of value investing and discretionarily long investing, right? So minimum hold 10 years, I'm only going to buy stuff. I would hold that long, but I need to understand it. If you take that approach, you could play bigger, faster by just doing the research 30 minutes a day and under, and focus on the fundamentals. Like 
that's why I teach that stuff. That's all I'm investing in. And I'm up 80%. I have some positions that have tripled in the past six months. If you go look at the price movement of Chainlink, of Solana, I was buying those things almost 3x from where they're at now. And it's because of the fundamentals. I understand why Solana's value proposition is far greater than Ethereum's and how they don't really compete, where most people don't even know the difference between their tokens, yet alone their networks. And it's in that knowledge advantage do you have the ability to play bigger faster i would just take a breath relax understand you there's no fomo because bitcoin could easily hit a million two million a token in the next 20 years and do the work just read understand learn commit yourself if it takes you three reads of an article to retain what you need keep reading if you genuinely want this opportunity because there will be a time where it's super stable and everyone's using it and all that stuff, but it will be no different than stocks at that point. I would just say, just do the work and focus on the fundamentals. Like anything, it could be affiliate marketing. It could be landscaping. You know, like just the fundamentals will always take you further in the long run. Jake, how can the audience find you if they have more questions for you or if they like to do more work with you? Yeah, my handle, JT Knows Things. From there, you'll find everything about me. You can check out my fund. You can check out my consulting firm. You can check out all my content. I'm on every platform, Rumble included. You can just reach out to me there and someone on my team will get back to you with whatever you want to discuss. And I love helping. I love making content from helping. So if you have a specific question or problem and you want to you're okay with coming on camera or at least audio while i help you i love doing that stuff it really is it's the main reason why i'm on this podcast and why i built this studio and there a lot of my life is poured into helping people understand this stuff because i know how intimidating it can be but i also know how incredible it can be for your family so like 80 percent returns is crazy that's 10 times with the s p 500 right if i was going to retire in 30 years i could retire in six years right now thanks for coming out to help us understand and to everyone else remember to play big faster thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the play big faster podcast want more entrepreneurial content i like this Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.